Uh, I haven't hmm. seen that one yet. So, but luckily that's coming in at a, at a number six, sour number six. So we don't really have to talk about that one. It's not the top five. Um, yeah. Not every single film is ones that they're actually aiming to uh, fulfill these purposes. Some of them are, you know, you, this is a business too. They're just trying to throw some change out there uh, to build their empire, to really build the actual big tent poles uh, that will hold the entire flag up. And, and you can really tell just by the way that they're called, Game Night. It's, it's inoffensive. It's supposed to be fun. It's, it's a game. So this is just a money grab. Uh, they have no intention in this movie. And so that's why um, it also is at a number six. It's not at a higher number because they just didn't put that much effort into it. So welcome to another week of Ghost in the Scene with your hosts, Gio and Rob. How you doing, Rob? Wow. Um, it's been quite a week. I'm glad to be here. Um, I want to thank everyone that's listening right now. Uh, it's been, you know, as we were saying, things are getting crazy and it's just continuing to get crazier. I'm in full regalia right now. Uh, I don't feel safe being exposed to any ghost at the moment. So I have my safety hoodie, glasses, and gloves. So everyone, if you're listening to, uh, be safe, wear protection. You know, we're, we talk about ghosts so much on the show, it might conjure a ghost near you. Uh, yes. So just be ready. Yes. So here's the thing. Um, we don't talk about this enough, but uh, this is going to be one of these episodes. We have an explicit on our, uh, our, our, I guess, a flag on top of our episodes. So you're supposed to know just, uh, just by looking at that flag that we are an explicit podcast. But I want to just quickly tell you that this may be an episode where you feel a cold chill run down your spine um, because the stuff that we're going to say, the stuff that we're going to reveal is so death-defying. It is so crazy and craven that it will make you fear for your life. And in those moments, you need to have, like what Rob is wearing, you have to have a hoodie, glasses, gloves. If you're if you're wearing sandals, put on a closed-toed shoe because ghosts can get through any open crevice. And if you think that your feet are somehow better than ghosts, you're wrong. So, so just please be – please be careful, everybody. Yes, be careful. Uh, gear up because this is going to be a crazy, crazy ride. Um, we have had one of the craziest weeks in the box office uh, of the whole year. So far, 2018, uh, it's been a roller coaster. But right now, this is like the highest peak that we've ever gone. Black Panther is still number one. The King still reigns. Wakanda forever. Um, we've talked about Black Panther, and uh, we celebrated it because it had no ghosts. And in fact, it denied people wearing white all white in this movie because they wanted to signify that humans over ghosts and it's so powerful and they are taking that all the way to the bank they certainly are and at the most crucial time too because as we all know there's been some really uh dark things happening behind the scenes behind the corners mm -hmm. around the the woods they call holly um Yes. We've been covering this extensively as well, and I know that this is the topic that everyone's waiting for, is The Tomb Raider, which came out this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, came out at number two, oh, unable yeah. to quite supplant the king. And, I, and we think that's a very significant thing. Tomb Raider. Now, they had, it was written in the stars. Tomb Raider, a movie that I saw this past weekend um, completely as um, – 
uh, study academic purposes. This, this was not for entertainment. I watched this because I wanted to know what the enemy knows. And it turns out they know quite a lot about what's going on in the Ghost in the Scene and the Disney universe. Um, this is something that we will talk about later, but the fact that it's coming in at number two is itself um, a very important clue as to kind of what happened uh, with the Tomb Raider. Something happened in, in the plot of the movie that will kind of prove why it, it is at number two, because it, it didn't make it to the top. It is kind of a, a disappointing movie in the sense that when all is said and done, she escapes the tomb and does not conquer the tomb. And, you know, so the tomb wins. And so that's why they're at number two, because she raided it and she ran away. She did not conquer the tomb. And for all you your listeners out there, I think we all know that the tomb is actually a metaphor. Maybe not even a metaphor, but a literal mm -hmm. uh, representation of the Disney vault. And the Warner Brothers attempts to break in and steal all the Disney secrets, all the ghosts. I, I, you know, they don't even know what they're doing, though, of how much power that this is actually potentially going to unleash. But the fact that they only came in number two, we know for sure that they did not have a successful heist. Exactly. And, and But we have to be very careful because they are coming out in a couple months when everybody has forgotten about this with Ocean's 8, a heist movie. Mm -hmm. So we can expect there to be another another attempt on the Disney vault in the next coming months. And so this is a direct warning to, to all the Disney people out there. We know you have secrets, and we, we personally are after them, but we do not want our enemy to know if we don't know. So I'm, I'm going to warn you right now. Sandra Bullock and her company, they're coming after you. So you better watch out. You better double down your security because Rihanna has an entire army and, and they will do anything for her. So you got to be very careful with that kind of stuff. It's the power of people that will overcome the tomb. And that's one thing that Laura Croft did not have. She was alone. So let's, let's go down the list because there are uh, five movies that we want to talk about, the top five from the box office. After... Uh, we have uh, the Tomb Raider. We have I Can Only Imagine. Um, it is a movie that was produced by the Roadside Attractions. Uh, they're an indie film uh, production company based out of Los Angeles. And they're like a really strange and uh, quirky sort of company. They've been around for some time, but they're always into some sort of weird circus-themed corn dogs and hot potatoes. You know, it's... Mm -hmm. um, but they get by. Um, and this is kind of like a dark horse as well. So you will have to think of that title. I can only imagine a, a, yes. a, an allusion to, yes. to ghosts. Uh, that's a tip of the hat for you right there. Mm -hmm. So already they're, they're, you can see this is a very tongue-in-cheek sort of organization. Um, you know, that's great for, for news for them. I'm surprised they actually made it up to the, the three slot. That's much higher than I would anticipate from, a, from their organization. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, it's going to take a lot for them to get to that top rung if they yes. ever want to see the insides of that vault. Exactly. And, and, and just for trying, I honestly believe the, they might be fans of the Ghost in the Scene because I feel like the, the tongue-in-cheekness of 
of the roadside attractions, the way that they uh, put out movies that most people don't watch, um, only critics like, and that kind of stuff. It is very much um, art first and then ghosts later. And so in that way, I, I truly believe that they are onto something. And if they keep on going, they might have a shot at the top. But they are not working with ghosts, so it's going to be a lot harder for them. And that's why Disney is still at the top with Black Panther. And of course, it is also right under, I can only imagine, with A Wrinkle in Time. So that's two movies in the top five, Rob. I, I know. And, you know, it shows the power of the Disney machine. And, and I went and I saw this film as well. And what really blew me away uh, at the end of this, and this is how we know how serious times are right now. Mm-hmm. What, when you watch the film at the end of the credits, you'll see that there are special thanks. There's not just thanks, but credited for making the film possible. The United States Defense Department and Air Force. What? So they're bringing out the big guns here. You know, they, they're bringing the entire oh. army to help protect this vault. This is how important this vault is to Disney and apparently the United States government. Wow. Wow. So Disney has enough on the United States government to blackmail them into protecting their vault for them. For the American people, for taxpayers, for basically, that means that you and I are paying to stop Mark from entering the vault. That is so egregious. That is so outrageous that we have to have to live in a world where the US government is in cahoots with Walt Disney. It is not fair. And frankly, I believe that this is all Disney. They have the money, they have the blackmail. And and I'm not even going to say Disney. I'm going to say one single person, Mickey Mouse. The mouse himself. The mouse of the house. Okay. Real quick. This is just a, a quick detour about Mickey Mouse. M.M. Right? M.M. Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Now, Mickey Mouse, if you take the M's and you put them vertically, that's three and three. Okay? Mm. That's two triangles put together. Three plus three is six. So Mickey Mouse right. is, is, is six. Two triangles is a diamond. Six diamond. Six of diamonds. Now I'm following you. I'm not a poker player, but it is very, very, very important when you have, let's say, a 15. If you get a six of diamonds, that's 21. 21 is the game. That's blackjack. Blackjack is violence. A blackjack is a, is a weapon of violence. So Mickey Mouse is three diamond. So six diamonds, violence. It's basically like three sixes in a row. I don't want to say. Don't. No, so, so I'm not. But I, wanna, I just want to put it out there that this is the kind of stuff that we have to deal with. That there are forces at work here that are beyond the ability of simple algebra. Um, of just of inputting a few algorithms in your computer and, and letting it run. This is years worth of, of, of research that we have to do. And this is quantum it's quantum mechanics, really, um, especially when you're dealing with an industry as large as Disney. Uh, you know this mouse has been around for quite some time now, and they've got obviously 
the best that there is to offer. Uh, you know, they have the government in their pocket. Yes. So that's the kind of stuff that we're dealing with. And we're, we're doing equations in our sleep uh, just so we can bring this information to you, dear listeners. Yes. So never forget that we are working for you tirelessly. And um, if you want to just send a thank you, we would appreciate that very much. Um, so we have some more work to do. Let's, let's talk about the last movie, Love, Simon. Um, it is a sentimental, uh, lovey-dovey movie. Um, supposed to be very good. Um, I've yet to see it, but it was done by Fox. Fox is the studio that made this movie, and so we have to consider them as a part of the problem and also in the running for the vault. What do you think about Fox, Rob? You know, I'm kind of conflicted about this one because this movie is about love, right? Yes. Uh, and wanting to spread love to people. Um, I think that's all well and good. You know, ghosts really aren't able to feel love. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't have hearts. Um, I mean, they are souls. Uh, can ghosts love? I, I'm not sure. I don't actually. Know. I, um, I've, I've never fallen in love with a ghost, and I've never felt the love of a ghost. So I can't say. So you're right. So I'm so conflicted on this too. But at the same time, you know, the Fox Corporation mm -hmm. uh, has a lot going on in its bedroom as well. So yes. and everyone's wanting to get a, a piece of this vault. So uh, maybe this could be a Trojan horse. I'm not. Sh I'm not entirely sure. But it is down on number five. So maybe Fox is just throwing out the love now to cash in the chips to come out with something much bigger and more serious later, just like the Ocean's, uh, the Ocean's 20. Yes. Well, it could be up to 20 at a certain point, but right now we're only working with eight. Thank goodness. Then again, they're only having eight in the credits, right, as the opening title sequence. There may be up to 100 women in, in this movie that are all uh, bank robbers, so I'm not sure. Um, That's an excellent point. We will have to see when, when we hit that road, when we get there. But as of right now, the top five, um, everybody is vying for that number one spot because everybody knows that number one spot is the only person that has the keys to the vault. Black Panther is the king with $26 million in this weekend gross, only in this weekend. So really, it's not going anywhere for, for a very long time. Uh, Tomb Raider, uh, and I can only imagine they fell behind by over, let's say, like three million, and then another six million. So, truly, th there is no comparison. Black Panther is king, and it's because of the message. Everybody remember that it is because of the anti-ghost message. Okay, and so now we're gonna get into a little bit of uh, our homework. <clears throat> Rob watched A Wrinkle in Time, and I watched Tomb Raider. And so um, I am going to – and this is going to be spoilers. Guys, um, we have no time to, to dance around these stories. These movies have to be told in gruesome detail because these are graphic movies, and we have to tell it to you the way that we saw it, okay? Like, like somebody who has something on their chest, I have to get it off. I have to release this. This energy, this negative energy, because the problem when you wear all of your equipment is that it stays attached to your equipment, and it and it's it's almost like an electric charge. 
It just needs to release somewhere. And so I'm going to do that here. And so if you have any small children in the room with you or pets, please put them in the other room, put them outside. Uh, These are going to be some very strong vibes coming their way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like it's best just to keep them away. They won't be prepared for it. There's going to be a lot of subsonic frequencies happening during my rendition of the Tomb Raider. So, yeah, keep those dogs away. Okay, so let's get into it. The Tomb Raider, uh, 2018, with uh, Elisa Vikander. Uh, this movie starts off with uh, a young Laura Croft. She is a young girl. Her dad is this, like, super wealthy. It's very Batman, to be honest. It is super Batman. And that's that's one thing where you have to think about. So, you know, uh, she's almost like a superhero. It's almost like a superhero story. Her dad runs away, uh, basically gets enchanted by the story of a ghost uh and he starts to unravel this uh amazing mystery where he finds out that this ghost himiko is buried in a tomb somewhere and she is this like demon goddess who brought death and destruction to all kinds of parts of japan and a lot of people like loved her and worshipped her and so when they entombed her she had a whole bunch of uh, maidens who died ritual suicide. It's this terrible ghost story um, about what happened in feudal Japan. And so he goes to an island to kind of find out if this is real or not and is never heard of again. He just disappears. Everyone thinks he died except for Laura. Laura, she's like, no way, Jose. I know my daddy and my daddy is alive. So, uh, one day, she kind of gets this message from her dad, kind of like a like in case well, of my. Well, Joe, I'm gonna have to stop you right there because I'm very spooked right now. I I could not. See, neither of us could see both of these movies. We had to see these separately because yes. we knew that no one person could take on that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Wrinkle in Time starts off almost exactly the same way, but a little different. What? The, it's a young girl. Her, she has a father and a mother. The okay. father is a scientist as well. He's a man of study. Really? And everyone thinks he's crazy. He's trying to come up with a scheme to travel across the universe. He, through his equations, though, he figures it out and disappears. Everyone thinks he's dead, except for his daughter, who wow. everyone ridicules for doing so. But she knows that he is out there yes. and ends up starting a quest to find him, just like Laura. Yes. Well, exactly. So that's where we pick off. So uh, pick up Laura gets uh, a puzzle from her from her deceased dad. And I'm doing air quotes for the podcasters. um, And it basically kind of like lets her into his study where he has all of his papers um, about where he went. And he tells her to destroy everything. But of course, she is too curious for that. So she takes the papers and makes her way to Japan and kind of – or I think to China first and then makes her way to Japan um, on a boat. Um, she It's basically like this like, terrible experience. She gets captured uh, by the bad guy um, who tells her that he killed her dad. She escapes, um, gets chased, kills a man. So already, if you think about it, uh, her, her dad is supposedly a, a, a ghost. She kills a man, turns him into a ghost, but then 
and it's maybe there's some some kind of like some symbolic uh writing here but then in, in the moment when she turns another man into a ghost she sees her father and he turns out to be alive oh, and he's hiding in a cave um and he's kind of like a like a hermit he's he's he, he's reclusive and and he basically has given up um the hope uh, of ever escaping and when laura sees him she kind of changes his mind and and and, and tells him no you know I'm, I'm i'm back on here and, and i'm real and, and i'm in this island and i'm gonna take us out of here right but he's too focused on the tomb right on, on his research and so before he can leave he has to finish his last bit of research and he has to find out what's in that tomb that's amazing uh again perfect parallels for a wrinkle in time she's on an adventure uh she's traveling from planet to planet uh pursued by evil forces as well but here's like wow. a big difference though no one's being killed off you know um everyone's like doing all right the she has friends she has her brother she has a friend with her and you know those stories all about how they much they love each other as well and this is why i'm getting kind of thrown off because i think this is kind of putting out some it's a more anti-ghost message than what tomb raider is projecting out there she finds her father in a very small secluded almost prison-like cell absolutely sounded absolutely. just like laura's and is able and is trying to pull him out uh where not the the father but the brother is the one that then gets possessed by the evil forces wanting them to stay within the secluded area now tell me more about these evil forces you know they call it the it you know like it information technology so again like this is warning signs you know we do not have the proper research yet but there are some really uh, frightening signs that ghosts are also infiltrating our technology. So I think this is a yes. strong uh, message out there. IT, look out for your IT person. Mm -hmm. They might be possessed. Um, exactly. But this doesn't look like an IT person. It is more like uh, like a, a smokiness, like a, some sort of uh, creeping black tendrils, almost like it was some sort of disease that is spreading through the universe. Okay, okay. Wow. Interesting, because in in the Tomb Raider, there is also a disease. Um, and this is this is near the end of the movie. So I, I will I'll wrap the, uh, the Tomb Raider up right now. So basically, her and her dad go back to um, where they originally had kind of like found the opening to the tomb. And there's this like giant puzzle and Laura has to solve it. Uh, in order to kind of save her dad because the bad guy has her dad at gunpoint. Um, what an idiot. But regardless, she does it and she gets into the vault or into the tomb, right? Of course. Right. Air quotes. Air quotes, the vault, the tomb, uh, the same thing basically. So they get down into uh, the actual tomb and they get to the body um, and they open up the casket. And the visage of this woman, of this, of this, uh, it's called Himiko, is exactly like Mickey Mouse. A lot of people are gonna are gonna give me a lot of hate for that, 
And I'm just going to tell you, once once the DVD comes out, once I can screen cap, I will prove to you that it is the exact same visage. They they couldn't make, you know, it's not a one-for-one, one, but it is as close as you can get, okay, without getting sued. So they show this Mickey Mouse, and then they say, of course, before the whole uh, description of her before this was that she was uh, like a demon goddess who whoever she touched turned into one of her minions, one of her demon minions, and it was a plague uh, across all across feudal Japan. Well, Laura realizes when they are trying to handle this body that in reality it is a disease. She was uh, the kind of like uh, the source you know, the first person to have this disease and she was immune to it and anybody who touched her, it would spread to them and they would become uh, a dark, rabid, almost zombie-like person. And so when you said tendrils, it that's what it manifests. It manifests as these like dark tendrils that go under your skin and into your head and your through your body and you become evil and dead like a ghost. And wow, so Laura, I'm, yeah, I'm spooked. It's crazy. So well, the, the very last part is that Laura, uh, she sees her dad get touched by by one of these bad zombies, and he then eventually is, is going to die. So he uh, kills himself in an explosion, and she runs away, and she's the only person to escape the tomb alive. Um, she barely makes it out, um, and that's basically the end of the movie. So... It's it is a very harrowing ending. She gets out by the skin of her teeth, um, and she loses her father to the darkness. That's incredible. Uh, I'll just say, just wrap up Wrinkle on Time as well. It ends a little differently. Like I said, this had a very different connotation, very different spin on it. It's mm -hmm. a lot. It's a much more positive film. Her brothers possessed the tendrils. The evil spirits get into her brother. And you see it show up on his face wow. and his skin, just as you were describing. And they get in a huge fight, and she is at the brink as well. It is so harrowing, but she prevails and is able to bring back her brother and her father. And the whole gang gets to go back home and smooch mom right in the lips. Wow. And so there you had it, guys. The two movies, side by side. When you really look at like the actual storylines, they are the same up until the end, basically, right? So th this has a lot to say about what what's happening in, in the modern day behind the scenes Hollywood story. They are telling the same story, but one person is a little bit censored, a little bit more hopeful, and the other one has just been defeated. And so they tell a different story. Um, and where does Mark and where do we fit into all of this, right? That's that's kind of the, the big question, I guess, for us and our audience. Um, and I think I, I, I don't know if I have an answer, but I definitely have some inkling that what the Tomb Raider was saying is not the entire truth. And neither is the wrinkle in time. I feel like they're only half truths. And if we put them together, we might get some kind of kind of patched together image of what really went down. 
Definitely. Like no one, no one source is going to give you the full picture. So it's important that you go out and do your research. This is why we saw both of these films, albeit separately. You know, you want to be safe when you're doing that, but you need to be informed to get the whole picture because no one's going to, everyone's just going to try to give you their spin on it. And, um, you know, we've been in touch with uh, the street team. That's where we get a lot, most of our intel, see if we can get any word on Mark. Uh, You know, honestly, there's not, a lot of traces out there, but we actually are finding that that could be a good thing. That's right. Not hearing anything means that he is most likely definitely still out there. Um, and, and I don't want to burn any bridges. I don't want to um, kind of turn away any sources that I have. So I will just kind of quickly say that I have certain information, certain privileged information that allows me to say that I have high hopes for what he was doing, that whatever happened has happened, and we will get the results of whatever happened in the immediate future. So I, I, don't, want, I don't want to go any further than that, really. But just to say that um, the Tomb Raider was not the only one to get out of that vault. Uh, and that's something that I can say with pretty, pretty big confidence. And Mark, if you're hearing us, you know, be safe out there. Mask your IP address as you're streaming the show right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're tracking that. Uh, but we know you're out there. And we know that you're like, keeping a low profile because that is the best thing to do right now. Not That's to right. call attention that you, you made it in there, buddy. Mm-hmm. And I think you got something out of there, too. Um, so just hang tight. We'll be re- reunited again. And... Yes. It's going to, we're going to topple this whole thing over, I'm pretty sure. Absolutely. And if, and if we don't, we're going to die trying because uh, we've made a choice. Um, it is us versus Disney. Um, I didn't even mention this, but the island that the Tomb Raider goes to, it's shaped in a lowercase d for Disney. I mean, the kind of stuff that, the, that Warner Brothers was doing, they were so salty that they didn't make it in, that they didn't get what they wanted. That they really try to burn down a lot of, uh, of of what was, you know, because if you think about it, an island, that's the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? So they're really trying to tell all of the amateur sleuths out there exactly where to find this vault. Because, you know, even if they're not going to get in, they want somebody to get in because they'll pay whoever knows. And, and here's what I'm going to say. We cannot be bought. Our information is our information and our fans only. So we're not going to take any money from the Warner Brothers. I don't care what anybody says. And I think with that, we should uh, leave it until next time. Um, This was a very, very hot episode, guys. Um, I would take a a 10-minute break on your ears. Just uh, turn this off. Uh, Take out your earbuds or whatever and just air your ears out because this was a little bit too hot for me. I'm going to have to do the same thing. Maybe... Put some ice on my ears. Yeah, that's definitely recommended. I'm going to drop some holy water into my ears, into my eyes, uh, to make sure that they get all cleared up. Uh, you know, if because it's staring at your screen too, it could also be susceptible to ghosts. So just do a full cleanse, full body cleanse, everybody. Uh, you're gonna feel great. You're gonna be glad you did it and ready to go for next time. Yeah, of course. So stay in the scene. Uh, Keep those eyes on the dang screen, my friends. Keep yourselves extreme. Yes. Um, And take care. Till next time.